Hello, thank you for joining us for the Seed to Sow podcast. My prayer is that you will be blessed by today's word. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, thank you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you for the blessed gift of life. Thank you, Father, for preserving us and keeping us, for providing for us, for protecting us during these very perilous times. We do not take for granted, Lord God, that you've allowed us to come to this moment where you have drawn us by your spirit to hear what it is you have to say to us today. Thank you, Lord God, that you never call us together except that you have something good for us. And so we thank you in advance for what you will speak to us through your spirit. Open our hearts and our minds and our spirits in a new way to see you, to hear you, to know you. And we will be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The scripture basis for um, our teaching this morning is John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. And this is how it reads. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And this passage of scripture, and I want you to hold in your hearts and your minds this hashtag, this title, If You Don't Know Me By Now, if you don't know me by now. 
In this passage of scripture, we are offered a glimpse into the interactions between Jesus and his disciples as he tries to prepare them for his departure and crucifixion. He has told them three times already that he would be leaving them, that he was to be crucified. The disciples were understandably concerned, having walked with Jesus during his earthly ministry and witnessed the miracles he performed. More importantly, they had experienced his presence, his love, and his sacrifice. You might say they had had front row seats. They had been front row recipients of his wisdom and his teachings. Still, there was much that they still didn't understand about who Jesus really was. As closely as they had walked with him, they still didn't completely comprehend who he was and the significance of all that was about to happen. When Jesus spoke of his departure, they saw it as a loss, a loss of his physical presence, his leadership, and companionship. Jesus told them in verse 1, he said, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Thomas is the first to speak up. He was worried that they would not know where Jesus was going or how they were going to get there. Jesus answered him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip speaks up next. He says, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. At this point, Jesus must have been somewhat concerned and maybe a little impatient about their lack of understanding. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Don't you know me, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. When we think about what it must have been like for the disciples to walk with Jesus and talk with him and see close up the miracles he performed, in hindsight, it's difficult for us to imagine that they didn't really understand who Jesus was. But there were many instances during Jesus's earthly ministry where he was misunderstood or not fully appreciated. The Samaritan woman Jesus encountered at Jacob's well thought he was just another man. He was just a Jewish man making a strange request for water. Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. She just didn't understand. After Jesus had fed 5,000 people and then 4,000 people, his disciples still discussed and argued among themselves about whether they had brought enough bread along for the journey. Jesus said to them, 
do you remember how much was left over after I had fed the 5,000 and the 4,000? Do you still not understand? Several weeks ago, I realized that my favorite iPad was losing power quicker and quicker. And this particular device is probably the oldest in my arsenal of Apple products. You've heard my husband say I like Apple products. It was the last Christmas gift that I received from my father. It is my favorite device for writing. And it also has quite a bit of sentimental value. I decided that my iPad probably needed a new battery since it's nearly six years old. And so I ordered a new battery from Amazon. I called the Apple store to find out if there was someone who could install the battery. But in the course of my conversation with the technician, I discovered that there was nothing wrong with the battery I had. As long as I have had the iPad, there was more I needed to understand and learn about how the device operates and how to use the power already still available. I didn't need a new battery. I needed to access the power my iPad already had. Jesus' words to Philip, who was one of the first of Jesus' disciples, let us know that it's possible to know about Jesus without really knowing him. It's possible to be a part of a body of believers even, but never fully apprehend all that God has for us or seek to understand his plan for our lives. Writing to the Christians at Ephesus, the Apostle Paul said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. That is the goal. That is the purpose of God's plan for our development and transformation, that we will know Christ better and that we will be transformed according to his image. Many Christians become stagnant and dry and powerless in their faith because they have failed to pursue this primary goal, to know Christ better every day. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I want to share with you three benefits, three areas of blessing 
available to us if we will persevere in knowing Christ better. First, the wonder of his abundant grace. The wonder of his abundant grace. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As you know, grace is God's unmerited favor. It's God's plan to give us what we do not deserve simply because of what Jesus did for us. But this scripture says God is able to make all grace abound. That means overflow. That means more grace than we can ever use up. More grace than we can comprehend so that in all things, at all times, having all that we need, we will abound in every good work. His grace abounding for us means that we can abound in good work toward others. Luke 5 tells the story of Jesus' encounter with a man with leprosy. This man didn't just have leprosy. The scripture says he was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and he begged him. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus answered, I am willing. Because of God's abundant grace, the grace that abounds to us, we don't have to wonder if God is willing to help us. His abundant grace goes before us, surrounds us, and his favor surrounds us as with a shield. So the first benefit, the wonder of his abundant grace. Number two, the width and depth of his love. Paul said in Ephesians 3, I pray that you being rooted and established in his love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The width and depth of this love. The other day I had gone shopping for the children at Genesis. And as I was bringing the bags in, my granddaughter Janai saw me on the playground and she followed me in. And as I was putting everything away, she just stood there watching. And Janai likes snacks of all kinds. And she saw that I had purchased veggie sticks, which is one of her favorites. Well, this was a new flavor of veggie sticks. 
It's a ranch flavor. And that's one of her favorite flavors. So she stood there watching me putting things away for a while. She said, oh, you bought new veggie sticks. I said, yeah. And she said, does that say ranch on there? And I said, yes. So I continued putting everything away. And she said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I had to laugh because it was totally unexpected to hear a three-year-old say that. But I did know what she was thinking. She was thinking, there's something that I need and you have it. Do I have to ask for it? The more we come to know Christ, the more we take on the mind of Christ. And our thoughts begin to conform to his thoughts. And our ways begin to conform to his way. God says to us, are you thinking like I'm thinking? As we come to understand the depth of his love, we can say, yes, Lord. My thoughts are beginning to conform to yours. So first, the wonder of his abundant grace. Second, the width and depth of his love. And third, and finally, the fullness of his power within. The fullness of his power within. Paul said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. God never intended for us to live out this Christian life by balling up our fists and gritting our teeth and making ourselves do the things that God commanded us to do. It is through the power of his spirit and our inner being that we are transformed. And God accomplishes his purpose in us and for us through this power in our inner being. Many years ago, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes recorded a song called, If You Don't Know Me By Now. And in this song, a man is explaining that his baby, as he calls her, need not get upset if he comes home a little late at night. He says at the end of the song, after 20 years, they should know each other and not fuss and fight. He says, if you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. My word to you today is one with more hope than that. If you don't know Christ by now, if you haven't experienced the wonder of his abundant grace, if you haven't explored the depth and width of his love, if you haven't seen God exert that spiritual power in your inner being, 
He is available for the asking. If you don't know him by now, you still have time. Get to know him better. Ask God to reveal himself in a new way. If you don't know him by now, all is not lost. He is available just for the asking. You know, I have this Apple Watch and in the morning without asking, it gives you a report on your physical activity for the day before. And this morning when I turned it on, it said, you failed to close your move ring yesterday. And then it said, no worries. Today is another day. If you don't know Christ today in his fullness, if you don't know him by now, if you haven't experienced that supernatural love, if you haven't experienced that power within, if you haven't taken advantage of that abundant grace, today is another day. He is available to be known better today than yesterday. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for what you have spoken to us through your spirit. We pray, Lord God, that you will make your word real to us. That in the hours and the days and the weeks to come, you will bring to our remembrance what you have spoken to us today. Give us a desire to know you better, Lord God. Let us not be complacent in our faith. Let us not rest until we have continued to pursue a deeper relationship with you, a closer connection to you in our quiet moments, Lord God. Allow your spirit to whisper those things to us that only you can say and only you know. We love you, Father. We don't know why you sent this word at this moment, but we trust you, God that you have given us exactly what we need. And we will give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Join us again next week for the Seed to Sow podcast with Reverend Lisa Weathers Hall. You can also reach us by email at seed to sow ministry at gmail.com. S E E D T O S O W ministry at gmail.com. God bless you.